then when I came to time to play in pro, you know, it, it was something I felt that I had to do because I was so close and I was good in college, but it wasn't that same passion. But before I played a down of any football, I actually got my California real estate license. And when I was playing with the Raiders the last two years, they were in LA, 91, 92, I actually had like 12, 15 listings on the market right in Inglewood. <laughs> you're, you're like at halftime, I'm going to show a house. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, we have another spectacular show for you today. I'm excited to have John Diggs, mind mapping expert and founder and curator of the online community, The Ville. But before we get to John, let's talk a little bit about your brand. Now, this past week, I was honored to return as a speaker to talk lead with your brand at one of Bank of America's big executive leadership programs called the Diverse Sponsors Leadership Program. Now, I was talking all about being uniquely yourself and not copying other executives and really defining who your career target audience is in terms of avatars and personas. And I got this question, and it was, how do you remain true to who you are while still flexing to your audience? And I thought, wow, this is such a great question because it really goes into the need to make sure that you have a great documented brand book and strategy. Because at the end of the day, it really is that your brand needs to show up in different environments and in different contexts. You know, it's all about the right behavior at the right time with the right level of intensity. Now, if you've really done your brand work, you have supersized your superpowers. You should have that set of four to eight amazing brand attributes that are your tailwinds that help you go faster, more efficiently, and get to your end destination. These are those words that people use to describe you that become your calling card regardless of what activity or 
or task or even role you are fulfilling at the time. And you should have two to three different audience avatars. You know, for me, I've got my true believers and my too cool for schools and my outsourcers, right? Really moving beyond those demographics of how you would talk about your super fans, but really thinking about ethnographics. How do people behave? More importantly, what do they want, need, and care about when it comes to interacting and leveraging you. Now, if you remember, your brand isn't really just about you. It's about the way that you serve other people. So your brand can't simply be, this is who I am and I'm putting a stake in the ground and take it or leave it. Rather, it's really all about that flexibility while still being your unique self. Now, when I think of my brand superpowers, right, my supersized words, I have words like showman and storyteller and advocate and first mover and super connector and Hollywood and jet setter. And when I think of those all together, that's a really great picture of uniquely who I am as Jason. But those things may not all show up at the same time and they may not all show up with the right level of intensity. I want you to think about your brand as being a DJ, right? Think about being in that DJ booth where you've got those levers and you can play with the volume and the treble and which parts of the track and the beats that people are hearing. You are constantly wanting to modulate your brand in a strategic way that helps drive success for you and your career audience. So as you show up in different environments and a different context, it's not about showing up as the same true you all of the time. It's about showing up as the true you that's going to be most successful in the environment and the context. So let me give you an example. I might think about my, you know, avatars in my world. And if I think about my too cool for schools, right, those super smart tech creative people that are just out there and they don't like rules and they don't like bureaucracy and corporations. Well, you know what? I might rely a little bit more on being a first mover and being Hollywood with those folks. Whereas if I'm thinking about my true believers, right, folks that really believe in the power of people, I might need to rely more on being a storyteller. I might need to turn up the volume on something like being an advocate of people and people's ideas. And yet when I think about my outsourcers, right, my outsourcers that are tending to be introverts and looking for me to be that cheerleader and that raw, raw person, they're probably looking for a combination of me needing to be a super connector as well as a showman and a storyteller there, right? Those are maybe the things that they're not comfortable doing. So when I'm doing that and turning up the volume in something and turning down the volume in something else, I'm not being inauthentic. I'm not showing up as a different person. I'm not changing my brand. I'm simply modulating the volume level to make sure that the set of behaviors that people see works at this moment and with the right level of intensity. So I want you to think for yourself in your situations that you're facing this week, they aren't all the same. That audience that you're working with, they're all different folks. Where is it that you need to modulate 
Where do you need to bring other parts of your brand forward and turn up the volume and maybe turn down the volume in other elements in order to best be successful to convey your value, your ideas, but more importantly, drive value and success for your career audience. Well, I am super excited about today's show. I have John Diggs, who is a mind mapping expert and the founder and curator of the online community, The Ville. Now, John is a former pro football player and successful mortgage executive who has successfully pivoted his own career and carved out a niche and built a need. Now, he has experienced some major setbacks that have changed his life. In fact, he was forced to give up a successful career as a pro football player because of reconstructive knee surgery. Later, during his successful career in the mortgage industry, he faced another huge setback when the market downturned and there was the mortgage meltdown crisis. Today, John has turned his life around and is now a certified life coach, certified NLP practitioner, and a mind mapping master. We'll be back in just a few moments with John Diggs. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. I have a spectacular guest with us today. It is author, speaker, and host of Mappineerville.com, John Diggs. John, what is going on? Oh, man, life is good out here in L.A., visiting my sister, loving life. And life is good. Well, of course, everything's great when you're in my hometown of Los Angeles, John. But, you know, John, I've got so many questions for you. You know, we always talk about in your career, in leveraging your professional brand, you've got to have that elevator pitch. Well, you've got to tell me, first off, what the heck is a Mappineer and what is Mappineerville.com? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, a Mappineer is actually someone who engineered beautiful mind maps to love life more. I actually got the phrase well, from mind mapping. I'm a big mind mapper, which I'm sure we'll get in in a second. But I realized that mind mapping, as it's evolved over the last few decades, is primarily for like note-taking, uh, project management, brainstorming activities. And how I evolved mind mapping is more of a personal development tool. And for what I understand, I'm one of the only ones in the in the world thus far really utilizing as a personal development tool. So um, knowing about Walt Disney's Imagineering, um, I just realized that I wanted to really kind of separate traditional mind mapping for the uniqueness and the nuance that I'm doing it. So I call it Mappineering, Engineering Beautiful Mind Maps to Love Life More. And Mappineerville.com is actually an online community full of people that are interested in learning how to do it. Uh, Mappineer uh, themselves uh, essentially to love life more. So I'm hosting it. It's going great. So, John, for uh, for folks who aren't familiar with what mind mapping is, describe for me what the process is. 
a mind map, what I call is, is a visual information management tool. And, um, I really, truly believe it's the most powerful thinking tool in the universe because it's the fastest way to get information into and out of the brain. And it's simple. It could be very simple um, where whatever you are trying to decision make, problem solve, whatever you're trying to consider or think about, you can put the central topic right in the middle of a piece of paper, you know, portrait side, portrait uh, layout. And from there, you can just put the who, what, where, when, and whys, how around that central topic that you're trying to consider or a problem you're trying to solve, whatever that may be. Then you can go to each one of those aspects and really do some brainstorming around that. You know, if it's, for instance, if it's a problem or something you're dealing with, you state the problem in the middle, who's involved. Now you can really spend time in that aspect of the mind map to really consider who's involved with the problem. You know, then go down to the next module. What's uh, uh, what occurred? You know, when did it happen? Where did it happen? Why did it happen? How did it happen? And as you really start to brainstorm each one of those subtopics in your mind map, when it's all said and done, now you can look back and see the entire problem in such a way that it reveals the best answer, the best solution to what's going on, you know, so you, you get so much clarity in that. And what I really found it, it, and powerful in this, Jason, is, is the process of mind mapping, specifically like a problem, defuses the emotional negative charge of the problem while you're doing it. Yeah. You see what I mean? Because now you're kind of, uh, you're thinking about it in such a way that you're not solely, um, you're not inside the problem, you know, anymore. You, you're now getting it out of it. So now you're starting to look at it. And then uh, a football reference, this, this, I was just talking to a buddy of mine about this. It's like, when we're on the football field, we're playing and we can see the play. You know, we're on the field. We see yeah. the play, you know, and we're reacting to what we're seeing in the play. But what mind mapping does is like makes you that that coach that's in the booth looking mm. down at the field. Yeah. Looking down at the play. You see so much more of the play. So you see things earlier or sooner than, than you would if you was actually on the actual field itself. So yeah. that's what mind mapping does. It really um, allows people to gain perspective as far as whatever they're thinking about in Harvard schools, uh, Ivy League schools, Fortune 500 companies are finding that, you know, it's just such a powerful way to recall information because it works more like the brain. You know, our brain works with, you know, visual images. Yeah. Not necessarily linear notes. You know, yeah. bullet points, notes, it's hard to remember those. So what they're finding in Ivy League schools now is that when their students are mind mapping stuff, their note taking styles. You know, mind mapping is an active learning strategy because instead of just mindlessly transcribing notes, now they're trying to listen for key words and phrases that add to their mind map, which causes that information to re resonate more. But then when they're trying to take their test, they can close their eyes and visualize that aspect of the mind map for the answer faster than bullet point notes. You know, just as an example for that. So it just, it's, it's, it's mind map is, is an awesome tool. People can use a napkin to do it if they need to real fast. I recommend using an online, you know, tool because you got so much features where, you know, like MindMeister is my favorite. It's the online tool um, because you can add video, video links, website links, you know, images, clips, you know, and all of that stuff to support whatever it is you're, you're mapping about. Kind of. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Absolutely. 
And so, John, walk me back because you have this like totally interesting career, right? So I've got to find out how someone who's like a pro football player, an excellent real estate guy turns into a mind mapineer. So take me back when you when you look back over your your career and your life, what have been some of the big career breakthrough moments for you that kind of got you to where you are now helping other people? Well, yeah, you know, well, the going I don't know how far we can go back, but if going back as far as I can think of, I, I was born a, a poor black child. I'm, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, born and raised here in Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley area to be specific. Now I live in Phoenix, but uh, I was blessed to go play professional football for several years. And tragically, my career ended with the reconstruction of my right knee. And from there, I dove into the mortgage industry built a pretty successful mortgage career for myself all the way up until the mortgage meltdown. Where yeah. uh, I, had, I had my company going pretty well. Then the mortgage meltdown hit. I lost everything, went from, you know, a large savings to a tremendous amount of debt in six months, you know, kind of deal in those days. Fifthly with homeless. Um, then um, uh, what had happened, I, I lost my family, I lost my career, I lost everything in that tragic Great Recession period, 2008, 2009, and had to move back to my mom's after, you know, making tons of money and living this amazing life. I was truly humbled <laughs> by now being a grown-ass man with no family, having to sleep on my mom's couch yeah. that, I actually, that I actually bought her. <laughs> so, but, but, <laughs> so it was just... But I had to, what, what, what I did was very interesting, Jason, is that when I moved back in, I had this big ass box that was full of all of the motivational stuff that I collected over the years. You know, Tony Robbins stuff, Brian Tracy, Landmark Education, you know, all of the powerful thinking tools that I've accumulated to actually build this incredible business that I had for myself before I lost everything. So I knew I had to revisit that box, you know, to reset and rebuild my life um, at that point. And, one of the books in that box was a book called Mind Mapping by Tony Boutharn. And it, for whatever reason, it resonated with me and I started thumbing through it and really just had the biggest breakthrough probably in my life is when I decided to mind map everything that was in this big ass box. Like 90 days, I just was mind mapping everything and just really, and the mind mapping process caused the information to resonate deeper than ever before. You know, I started really understanding things uh, and things started clarifying the things I needed to do with myself. So by way of mind mapping that, I really got clear on um, my purpose, mission, and vision of my life. I started vibrating in a different energy, I'm sure, uh, which resulted in a, a six-figure contract that I signed with this company uh, to do uh, mortgage software development. Uh, in eight months. So I went from rag Larissa, you know, uh, in eight months. And I know it's just because of what mind mapping the impact it had with the clarity, the sorting out of issues, um, really kind of seeing, you know, um, what I wanted to do with my life and, and what were the, what were the next get steps I need to take to actually achieve it. And so, yeah, been doing all of that for 10 years. Then with the recession hit, I mean, not, not the recession, sorry, the pandemic, you know, and being forced with quarantine, I, I decided to, that now is the time to really take action of doing this childhood dream of sharing a message with the world to try to help others love life more. So I published several books and 
put this online course up and and uh now I'm a, I'm really transitioning out of being a mortgage software developer into just a full-time uh host of mappineerville.com and just someone who's just passionate about helping others love life more. So hope that answers the question. Yeah. So I let's go back a little bit because yeah. you casually were a pro football player, right? So so talk to me because you know all of us want to be athletes. How did you become a pro athlete? You know, it was a vision that I had as a kid, you know, uh, playing in the streets. I always dreamed of um, playing the game. Well, to be completely authentic and real with you, my vision as a kid was to play college football, not pro. Yeah. I think it, I think it was because I think my dad took me to like a, a Ram cleveland brown game in the 70s it was like a midday game it was hot it was boring it was miserable <laughs> but then but then and the rounds were lose and it was just a bad game but then like a week or two later i went to a usd ucla football game in the rose bowl and exactly exactly it's life-changing right so my dream as a kid was to play college football and and it was just such a, a vision of mine and I tell this story one time that it's really a true story that we were playing against Stanford at I went to Washington State University. Go Cougs, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then um, we were in the tunnel about to play Stanford uh, one night on ESPN. Back then in the late 80s when I was in college, you know, uh, there wasn't a football game on every channel like it is now. So it was really special to be on TV playing. Yeah. Oh, I remember being in the tunnel and running out and hearing a band play. And hear the crowd roar that whole field. And it was that moment that hit me that I was living my dream. And I, I, it, was, it was amazing because I actually stopped. It was running. It was literally just crying. <laughs> I, was, I was literally on the field just crying while all my teammates is running through like boo hooing because at that moment I realized that I had reached that dream that I kept playing in my mind over and over again. So that, that was a huge deal. But then when I came to time to play in pro, you know, it, it was something I felt that I had to do because I was so close and I was good in college, but it wasn't that same passion. But before I played a down of any football, I actually got my California real estate license. And when I was playing with the Raiders the last two years, they were in LA, 91, 92, I actually had like 12, 15 listings on the market right in Inglewood. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're like at halftime i'm going to show a house yeah exactly exactly so i kind of knew it then once i you know i hit the uh twisted my knee up playing in uh, canada i played in the cfl those years twisted my knee up the doctor said that after the surgery you know i could go back and play but if i dinged it again i would probably have to walk with a cane for the rest of my life so i took that as a hint and a half and wanted to move on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I know, I mean, for other pro athletes, it would be crushing to hear that from their doctor, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. For you, it yeah. sounds like it was almost like, ah, this is a message. It was a sign. You know, divine guidance. You know, I truly believe in in, in guidance in, in that way. And from that moment on, you know, I've, I've always kind of led with my intuition and that guidance and it, and it hasn't did me wrong this far. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, so John, I love this. Like you, you have listings in Inglewood while you're playing for the Raiders. I mean, this is just like right. blowing up my mind, right? Especially when we hear all of these stories of pro athletes that then have nothing like at the end yeah. of the, at the end of the, the sport sports career here, you're all prepped. Then talk to me, how did you become sort of this giant in, in real estate? Well, uh, you know, I, I decided that when I retired to not do the real estate aspect of it, I was more of a mortgage guy, you know, more yeah. money came quicker, money <laughs> came quicker. Uh, yeah, I had a buddy out there that was really chilling it that I went to school with. So I started doing mortgages with him. And from there, I just started bouncing through the industry, end up being a, a chief business development officer for this company called Metro Cities, which at the time was the largest privately owned mortgage company in the country. They were doing more volume than Bank of America and, and all the uh -huh. companies. And uh, the owner of that, Paul Wiley, still a mentor, a good friend of mine that taught me a lot. And, and he really um, shared a lot of information with me where I, in 2003, I got the idea of just opening up my own shop. You know, yeah. I opened up a small brokerage in Woodland Hills. Um, and it, I, I started playing with the software. This is where the software thing come in. Ninety. In 2000, I started playing with this software called Act. It was by mm -hmm. Semantic, a database. So instead of doing the PlayStation thing, I got lost in the database, <laughs> contact database. I ended up getting certified with that and started building it and having fun with it and actually had my mortgage company on my software processing all my loans. And um, I kind of had a unique ability where I had it integrated with so many different softwares where I was proactively communicating to real estate and clients before doing an after transaction via email. This was before constant contact. This was before all of the autoresponder stuff. So I was really using that as leverage with my real estate agent. You know, hey, uh, your loan officer communicating to your clients like this? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 So I was, I was really built a really solid business by way of my software, which I didn't know was going to be the foundation for me eventually becoming one of the top mortgage software developers in the country since 2010. You know, when I was homeless during those days, and one of the things that transformed everything for me is one of my loan officers that worked for me went for this company, went to this company in Calabasas, and they just bought this company, the software called Encompass. Didn't know how to integrate it. Didn't know what to do with it. He knew I had a computer experience, but and mortgage industry. I needed a gig, so I took the gig. And 14 years later, I've been one of the country's tops at uh, building uh, these infrastructure for these mortgage banks. A lot of fun, uh, but it, it ran its course. You know, it, I, it, it created a lot of memorable, magical experiences for me and my family. And but now I'm, I'm so excited about this new chapter in my life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, John, talk to me. I mean, you said you became homeless. You had to move back in with your mom. Like, what was that like for someone that, like, you had actually achieved multiple dreams, right? Like, yeah, college right. football, pro football, you're, a, you know, a, a titan of mortgage. Right. What was that like and what was going through your head? It was tough. You know, it was tough, you know, uh, in my, in my TEDx talk that I just did in, in January, um, I, I talk about, you know, how, how tough it was to, um, not just, you know, be homeless, but I lost my family. Dude, it's, it's still emotional for me, but, um, yeah, I lost my family. I lost everything. And, um, it, it was, it was painful. You know, it was a painful thing. 
But due to the fact of my career ending with the, you know, reconstruction of my right knee and having some challenges, you know, after I kind of, you know, got over the pain and, and, and realized that, you know, there was this one night, April 27, 2010 to be exactly. <laughs> I'll never forget the night. But I was really, uh, it was threshold. It was threshold for me. You know, it was just, uh, I went to, uh, had to move out. The apartment we were getting evicted out of. I just had learned that my, my family, instead of moving to Pasadena, like I thought, they were actually heading to Codwood, Arizona, which was seven hour drive away in a whole nother state. And that same day I had to move to, uh, I had to go to that apartment we just got evicted of and get the last of the effect. And going into my daughter's bedroom was just like, it's buckled. You know, I was, I was on the floor crying like a baby the whole night. But I woke up the next morning, truly just, it was this new dude. I was just the transformed guy. And I just, uh, it was like, uh, I, I, I wrote about it at some time. It was like my, my soul was scrubbed. And, you know, my, the, my uh, belief system that I had were totally destroyed. You know, I was like, I died. I survived that kind of deal. Yeah. I just woke up this, this energetic kind of like, you know, it's like the the universe just gave me this big hug that everything was going to be all right. So when I moved to my miles with that big ass box, you know, I really knew that I could rebuild and I was going to rebuild, you know. And again, by that intuition and grace of God, it, it led me to that mind mapping book. And, you know, and things just kind of dominoed till, till, till ever since and just been growing great and and now I'm just so excited you know, to help others because, yeah, it, it was it was a near-death ex- experience. You know, I thought about, you know, suicide and all that kind of things. But, oh, no. you know, but what stopped was, you know, I, 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 you know, and I was just talking to another friend that was had some similar conversation. What really changed me was thinking about all of the people that I loved, all of the people that loved me and realized that I could not, you know, destroy their lives. Yeah. Because I didn't want mine, you know. So, and that's what I try to tell a lot of people that are contemplating that, you know, just think what you're going to do with the people that survived you, you know, now they're going to be, their lives are forever going to be tarnished thinking about what you did in your life, you know, and if you have any ounce of love for them, you don't want to do that to them. You don't want to do that to them. So, yeah. Thank goodness. And and so, John, talk to me. You then, you did, you used this mind mapping tool. What did you, what did you learn from that? about yourself that got you through this? Well, the biggest thing, and this is why I teach, this is what I talk about in the TEDx talk, mind mapping is such a, a powerful tool, but the most powerful way to do it is to get, is, is when I got clear about who I am. Mm-hmm. Who am I? What, what do I want my life to be about? What do, you know, what's my purpose, mission, vision with my life? What do I want as, re- as it relates to health? as it relates to wealth, as it relates to success, as it relates to happiness. And I spent hours on hours developing a mind map and really get clear. Understanding, you know, by way of another mentor I had, Dr. Ron Ullman, he's owned the largest privately owned mental health insurance company. And he was a big uh, neurolinguistic guy, uh, neurolinguistic guy, NLP guy. And in the early 2000s, I was fascinated with NLP and, you know, and, and trying to learn it. Google this, trying to find somebody local I can find. And his office was just right around the corner from me off the Soto and like Dan Owen. <laughs> went, yeah, yeah. And I went in there and, uh, and dynamic guy, man. This guy is a 6'4", bald head, white dude, earrings, 
rings on every finger, chain. His office looked like a museum. It's very dynamic. <laughs> the individual. But it was, it was astonishing. It was really transformative the day I met him because I tell you, he asked one question, one question for 20 minutes, the same question. And it was, who are you? You know, and I was like, who am I? I'm John Diddy. Like, is that all? No. <laughs> well, who are you? Well, who are you then? And I was like, well, father of, you know, you know, that all, who are you? I'm son of Don and Betty. Who are you? I mean, we did just the same thing. And it really got me to realize that I was much more than the labels I was identifying myself. And yeah. it got me to realize how important it is to understand who I am and, and know who I am in the world to um, know what I want, uh, set boundaries for myself, you know, uh, vibrate in the right energy to attract people. And so that gets to your question, though, I, in that process of mind mapping all of those books, I got clear that I can control my life, that I can decide what I want in my life. And that's ultimately what all of those books and, and all of that stuff in that big ass box is teaching me, that life is meant to be loved, and you can decide how to love it. You know, mm -hmm. you have control, you have control of that. And the best thing to do to do that is to really, man, who are you? You know, yeah. and really get clear of all of the components of your life in one snapshot. And ever since doing that, you know, it, it's empowered me to, um, you know, uh, withstand life challenges, you know, yeah. um, people, places, and things that, you know, challenge me or cause me to question myself or, you know, wobble me, unexpected things that happen, you know, going back to that I am mind map centers me, makes me understand who I am in, a, in the world and helps me make better decisions on how to proceed, how to problem solve and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That have a little Yeah, absolutely. And so, John, talk to me. How do you, when you're working with people at Ma Mapaneer, I'm sorry, Ville. when you're working with people yep. at MapaneerVille.com. Or you could just call it the Ville for sure. Or the Ville, right? So <laughs> so what is some of the work that you do with people that helps them find that clarity? Yeah, and, and yeah, there's a welcome checklist for everybody who walk, goes into the Ville. There's a, a five-step process to integrate people into the Ville. And I, I thought this was very important because most mind mapping conversations that are happening on YouTube or, or Google or you ignore all of that stuff is either some software company promoting a mind mapping software or they may provide you with a template of some sort for you to reference yourself. But up until now, up until the deal, there hasn't been a place where people can actually get their hand held in the development and integration of a mind mapping practice, if you will. So, so. Uh, welcome checklist that I created actually walks them through a um, few things as far as navigating around the deal. But the big thing is four weeks, I am level one course that actually walks them through four, uh, it's about 14 videos over a four week process where each person is instructed and guided on how to create their own I am mind map, uh, which is very powerful in that after the four week process, you know, Many people are looking at their lives in such a way they've never been able to see uh, before. The clarity of all of the key components of their lives in one single snapshot. So, John, let's talk a little bit about 
your brand as a leader and an author and a host. Give me three words that you would use to describe brand John Diggs. I just three words that just come to my mind real fast, you know, loving communication, integrity, which also would include, you know, being authentic, trustworthy, uh, yeah. empathetic, empathetic. And so talk to me, how do you show up as, how do you show up as someone that's loving? It's such a powerful word, but what does it look like for you? Being present, being, being present in communication, being present with individual, being in the moment. Uh, I think that, you know, today's day, you know, there's so many people that are, are in someone's face, but not truly present, which I think is a disconnect to truly valuing that person and truly giving them love. So one of the things that I, I really uh, make sure I do is try to really be present with the person to let them know, look, I care about what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I love you. What you say may be valuable, you know, on some level, even though, and you know, a lot of it could sound like, you know, bullshit now, <laughs> but, but, but I, I, I'm loving your bullshit, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I want you to know that I'm loving your bullshit, you know, until I call you on it or I ask you questions around it kind of deal. So again, I think just being loving is just really being present. You know, I think yes. that's what a lot of people are just, just really being present and that, you know, being present is, is empathy um, it is, is being, uh, in having integrity, you know, being, um, trustworthy and authentic, you know, and it, which is yeah. a word that a lot of people in Hollywood seem to, to struggle with is authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> well, now talk to me about integrity because I feel like everyone says that they have integrity, but what does it look like on you, John? Well, you know, again, integrity means to me is, is, Doing what I say, saying what I do, you know, really big things that I had no intention of doing. It's it's so right what you're saying. It's so many people say they they have integrity, but then there'll be those same people like, you know, I'll call you back in a minute and, you know, which is out of integrity itself because you're not going to call me back in 60 seconds. You know, so, <laughs> you know, so many people say those things, which they don't realize it's really not an integrity of what the words you just said, you know, or mm. you're going to do something, pull through with it, you know, and 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 be there uh, with that person in that communication. So if I say I'm going to call you back or I say I'm going to be here on time, then that's the, probably the biggest thing that I see of people are out of integrity is when it comes to time. So many people are just late, you know, and, and just don't really respect uh, their old time with wasting it doing silly stuff that are unproductive or, you know, are wasting other people's time, which is not showing love and and downright disrespectful to me. So integrity and being a leader with my brand inside of integrity, you know, that is a very key, powerful component to love and life to me is I wish there was a world full of everybody that was truly and had integrity to to everything they did, you know, did in their lives. And this will be a totally different world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And now, John, tell me, loving, communication, integrity, have these always been attributes that you had or have they, has this evolved over time for you? Great question. You know, I would think, I would hope that most everyone that 
have known me since childhood through high school, college, you know, and, and throughout my life would say those are just natural traits that they would just give to me, you know, or, or tribute to me because I've always been that likable guy that everybody leaned on and would love to talk to. And, you know, I'm sure they, you know, would, would say that about me. But over those years, you know, I've learned, you know, how to get better at it, you know, how to, you know, uh, really be conscious of some of these things that I think I was kind of naturally, you know, gifted with as a child and just being that, that loving, likable guy that always smiled and always wanted to have fun with people and they knew that they can count on. I think most people, you know, that knew John John and that little big head boy at Bacoima. <laughs> I think most of them would say that I, I would have, you know, I would always had loving, caring, communication, empathy, integrity kind of deal. But again, you know, over the years, as you become an adult and the ego sets in and life starts to hit you and you know, I, I can see a lot of, you know, people have struggled with that, but, you know, I tried to uh, learn by way of all that stuff that was in my big ass box and things and all of the yeah. seminars to really try to embrace that as an example for, for others. Yeah. So it sounds like for you, it was really just becoming more aware that those were superpowers for you and really leveraging in them as the core of what you do. Now, I know we could talk all day, John, but I've got a couple of fun, quick uh, closeout questions for you. We were talking about your brand. What brand are you obsessed with as a consumer? What What's a brand that you can't live without? What comes to mind first is Kay Kandel. And then that is my, uh, da- my dance team that I'm actually on with my, uh, my two youngest daughters. It's uh, salsa, bachata, social dance and Latin dancing that I don't, I can't live without, you know, I, I love dancing. I'm addicted <laughs> to it. And it gives me such balance in my life, you know, that that's a brand that I could not live without is Kay Candela because it, it gives me, you know, I'm a desk guy, office guy and, and looking forward to dancing every night really uh, inspires me, excites me. And, and it gives me the balance that I, I need to live my best life and, and love life. And so, I would say Jake and Teller right now comes to mind for that. I love that brand. I couldn't live a while. Yeah. It's a, it's and now if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? A Tesla. Nah. And why would you be a Tesla or why are you like a Tesla? I wouldn't say because I um, am innovative, um, forward thinking, forward leaning, progressives in my, in my thought. Uh, futuristic, um, uh, believer of possibilities, which mm-hmm. I think, you know, encompasses Tesla. Also, I, I'm, I, 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 I'm a, all about being efficient, uh, effective. And I think, um, Tesla tries to embody all of that when it comes to being a, a, a car, you know, yeah. let's say, yeah, the, the S model. Ooh. The S model, S model with the, lu- with, with the ludicrous, but. and finally um finally john what's the best career advice you'd like to pass on to our listeners get really really clear on who you are get really really clear about what's most important in your life you know what do you want to be do and have to live your best life to love your life more that I think is 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 critical for all of us to have 
um, again, because when life hits us with challenges, you that someone dies, you, you lose a job, pandemic, whatever that is, your challenge with your, your habitual reality, it can really cause us to um, stress, disease, all of these ailments, you know, confusion, all of this kind of stuff when life is hitting us. And if you're not really clear on who you are and your purpose, mission and vision or your life, you know, you, you're going to cause yourself undue pain, unnecessary pain in this really short life that we have. So I would to- totally recommend to get clear on who you are. And I, I cannot and have not found a better tool better to do that than Mapineer is really the truth. You know, it's just really helping you get clear on who you are is what I would highly recommend. Yes. Well, John Diggs, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for showing us all of the love. And if people want to find out more about The Ville, where should they go? They can go to mapineerville.com or they can go to John Diggs, uh, johndiggs.com too. Either way. Awesome. I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to love you. Thank you so much, Jason. This was a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you, John. And we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thought. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow, what an awesome conversation with John Diggs, mind mapping expert and the founder of online community, The Ville. You know, he had so many great things to share about in all of his stories, but you know what really stood out to me from our conversation with John was this whole notion of having your sights set on something and really deciding and knowing exactly what you want to do in your career. Now, the reality is, is that we all have dreams and we all have aspirations, but your career is really a journey. It's not an end destination. I think John learned that lesson the hard way, right? He always wanted to be that football player. And then early on, he achieved it. But then there was something after that right? Everything in your career is about a journey. And sometimes you achieve all of your goals and that's a great thing. It simply means it's time to set your sights set on other goals and you must always be open to great things that are coming in the universe where you can seize upon your talents, your passions, and the marketplace need. Well, that's our show for you this week. If you loved what you heard, make sure you are following us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll deliver a brand new show every single week. Check me out on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms, and I'd love to get a connection and a direct message from you on LinkedIn. If you've got a question, I'd love to share some of your questions on an upcoming show. But most of all, and most importantly, of all. In your career, never be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure you are your true and unique super premium brand like Starbucks. 
You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.